Hey guys, it's Aria, and welcome back to another episode of Fembolden. This week, Katie and I will be giving you guys another Teens in Quarantine update and just telling you all about our self-love journey. Yeah, we haven't really given you guys an update recently about how our time in quarantine is going. And the last time we did, we um, talked about self-love. And I wanted to talk about my self-love experience just from when we first started this and talking about self-love to now. I really have seen, like, change positively. Like, I've seen a lot of growth And although it does kind of suck sitting inside and not being able to do anything during quarantine, it has mentally um, helped me to just grow and, like, you know, like, better myself and how I see myself. So it's been really great. I think that when we first started talking about self-love, it was kind of an abstract concept to us. And we were just talking about what, you know, we know self-love to be and how we should practice self-love. But I think over these past eight or nine months where we've actually been able to practice self-love in its truest, rawest form, I think that ultimately it's, it's led me to be the best person that I've been thus far in my life yeah I definitely agree and I feel like um I've learned from myself in this time and like yeah it has been like very rough mentally like I've really had some rough days like you know it just really is hard not being able to see people but I feel like I've gained more from quarantine than I've lost I guess kind of like on a mental note and I'm like kind of really grateful because I feel like through this podcast too like just being with so much like positivity and like helping others it's just helped me like help myself if that makes sense and I think that this reminds me of you know the self-affirmations and mantras that many people advise you to do as you're starting your self-love journey which is you know looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that you're beautiful no matter what and that you deserve to eat and that you deserve happiness and joy and prosperity in your life and I think that just through this podcast and, you know, advising our listeners and all of our peers to practice self-love and encouraging them to love themselves, it, you know, effectively allowed us to love ourselves more, right? Because if I'm sitting up here speaking to you and to our audience about you should always love yourself and you should always, you know, believe that you are destined for greatness and that you deserve joy and prosperity, like I said earlier. But I don't believe that for myself. Who am I to tell you guys? You know, who am I to advise you guys on what to do? But I think that you know, the creation of this podcast has really allowed me to be really introspective and to really understand that I can't lead my peers in the way that I want to. I can't be an advocate for change if I don't seek change within myself. And so, like I said, over these past eight months, it's just been such it's been such a transformative experience to just be able to look back on how I was at the beginning of quarantine and how I was at the beginning of corona to now. And like, I think that the podcast has been such an amazing way to physically hear the evidence of change. I feel like, like, if I were to like, ask myself like, about like, self love and how I'm managing that, um, 
at the beginning of quarantine and now, there would just be two totally different answers. Like, I feel like in the beginning when we would talk about self-love, like, obviously I meant it, but, like, I feel like I was still working on myself and getting there. And now when I talk about it, I just feel very confident and very, like, accomplished. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that this also, like, there's so many ways that you can practice self-love, which is great because we actually talked about this in one of our older episodes at the beginning of quarantine where we talked about that, you know, self-love and self-care isn't just bubble baths and face masks, right? It's exercise, it's loving yourself, it's doing those mantras, it's reading books, it's setting, you know, aside time for you to just be with yourself and be alone. And I think that you know, this all ties into just how I've been feeling. Like, as I agree so much with what you were saying about how at the beginning of quarantine, we would talk about self-love and it was something that we knew existed, but we didn't really practice it. And then now I can actually tell, like, I love myself in all all of my forms. I love bloated Aria. I love morning Aria, night Aria after lunch aria all of aria and that's something that's really new to be to have that unconditional love for myself um and it's so weird because being someone who's always been pretty confident outwardly oftentimes people are like how could you be insecure how could you have these you know um self-deprecating feelings or feel like you're not awesome all the time but that's a reality that i lived with that you know, I would have all these affirmations from my peers and from my teachers and from my parents, but in my true soul, I would say that there were times where I lost myself and I didn't practice self-love, but now I don't care. Like, now I am 100% in love with myself. No one can change my mind. And that's not to say that I'm never insecure. That's not to say that I never find myself comparing myself to other people I see on the internet but when now eight months later when I find myself doing that when I find myself bullying myself or I find myself in deep comparison with other other people I immediately stop myself I'm like no you're beautiful if I'm like oh I hate my lips if I hate my lips now then I'm like hmm Never mind. I I'll hear it. I'll say it. I might say it out loud. And I'm like, nope. You have beautiful lips. You have a beautiful smile. You're so beautiful. And I just stop myself when I just have those thoughts. And I know it seems so odd at the very least to just say out loud like you're beautiful all the time. But when you really repeat that and when you really look at yourself and say it, you really do start to believe it. Right. And yeah, I feel like like for me the best thing is that like I can tell that I feel like a lot better and that I'm really happy with myself like I used to just have like feeling like because I do have anxiety I would have like it just felt like there was a weight on my chest all the time and now like I just feel relieved like I walk around like bro like this is great like I'm not worried about anything I'm having a great time I'm confident like it's just a great feeling. Exactly. And I think that that does come with time. It comes with practice, right? You're not going to wake up one day like, I love myself if you, you know, were someone who was previously really insecure and really 
um, unsure about your self-love. It's not going to happen overnight. And I know that's such a cliche saying to use, but it's not. Nothing really great or good happens overnight. It happens with time and with practice and with diligence and discipline. But if you can make that conscious effort every single day to be like, I'm not going to get down on myself. I am amazing. I'm doing great things. I'm destined for greatness. If I just keep pushing, everything will be all right. You're going to believe it eventually, even if you don't believe it the first time you say it or the second time you say it, or maybe not even the third time you say it. Eventually, you're going to believe it. Also, just surrounding yourself with people that like believe it too, because I feel like as I've grown, like my, like, friends come and go and I've like strengthened the ones that I've maintained and being surrounded with just that positivity and encouragement has definitely helped me get to where I am now like even like if I text you like bro I'm so ugly like we you know we definitely have our moments where we text each other just insecure but we hype each other up and like just having that is very helpful Yeah, I really like that you brought up surrounding yourself with individuals who are always going to uplift you no matter what. And I think that that is also a really key component in self-love because if you truly love yourself, you wouldn't allow yourself to be surrounded by people who don't love you and don't love themselves. Because oftentimes people that bring you down are people who are battling their own demons (laughs) like a lot of times those same people that are going to bully you and tell you that you're not good enough or that you're not pretty enough or that you're just average and you're not that special those are the same people that really don't know how to love themselves and I think that as you know activists like you and I we find ourselves in this perpetual need to help other people around us and to save everyone and you know if we come across one of our peers who's really going through a hard time but they may not be um dealing with it in the best way and they may be internalizing it and then deflecting it onto other people I know I found myself in the past being like I have to help them I have to change them and I'm not saying you can't do that, but I also think that it's important to recognize your limits as a person and it's important to be like, hey, I think you're great, but I'm dealing with a lot right now and I don't need to be brought down by the negativity that you're deflecting onto me and I hope that you know, you can find peace within yourself, but I personally can't be the one to bring you to that peace and I think that that's okay. And I think that's also a really controversial topic that we oftentimes don't talk about in our um, age group is like being able to love yourself enough to surround yourself with people who also love you. Because it's such it's such a fetishization I found in our generation to surround ourselves with toxic people and more specifically like be in toxic relationships and oftentimes you know you'll see on tiktok or other social media platforms people being like if he's not toxic i don't want him if if my best friend isn't toxic they're really not my best friend and i think that it's twofold i think that our definition of toxic is really misconstrued either that or we really are thinking that it's okay to surround ourselves with people who aren't good for us. And that's not practicing self-love. Like, that's the opposite of self-love. 
Right. I definitely see that, like, glorification of toxicity in media. And I also feel like at our age, it is hard to say no because we're still becoming ourselves. We're still figuring out. Like, it's hard to be, like, able to identify something that is toxic and also get away from it. But part of, like, practicing self-love is being able to overcome those like feelings of anxiety or sadness of losing something or someone and seeing like the better the brighter in the future like I promise you like I've gone through a lot of like cutting people off like oh no anxiety what's gonna happen but every time the outcome has been better for me so I just feel like it's important to be able to get yourself out of situations and also identify that it's bad for you. Yeah, I really love that you brought up the fact that even when you're going through the hardest times, you promise that everything will be okay in the long run and that whatever the outcome may be, it actually ended up being for the best. And I think that that's really important to consider as we continue on in this college application season because I know that many of our listeners are in the process of applying to colleges and getting acceptances and unfortunately rejections and I think that's really like I said I think that's really important to bring up because I think that we all have dream schools right we all have schools that we want to see ourselves at and we envision ourselves at and they're such amazing schools but there's always that chance of being rejected and not being able to attend that institution and so I think that it's so important to tell yourself as you're doing that, and this is also self-love and self-care, is tell yourself, like, I'm going to apply to this school because I really have nothing to lose and I'll never know if I don't apply, but also wherever I end up is where I'm meant to be. So I know that there are schools on my list that I know I want to go to right now. And this is where I want to go. This is where I see myself. This is where Aria wants to attend. But I also have to tell myself that there's a good chance that I don't attend that school in eight, nine months. But wherever it is that I'm going is going to be the best place for me. And once you put yourself in that positive set headspace and you allow yourself to accept rejection, but in a positive and healthy way you're going to be able to cope with that rejection if it comes hopefully it doesn't but if it does come you're going to be able better able to cope with that because I think that oftentimes um an unhealthy coping mechanism for rejection that our generation unfortunately employs is that oh I got rejected I didn't even like it there anyway they're not even that good of a school anyway it wasn't even the best school anyway it wasn't number one on my list anyway instead of being able to say I loved this school I wanted to attend this school I saw myself there I did not get accepted though that's okay because I'm going to insert another school or I got a full ride to this school and yeah they weren't number one or number two or maybe not even number three on my list but I know that wherever I go is where I'm meant to be at that moment in time and you have to be able to separate yourself from that acceptance or rejection and not allow either or to define you as an individual I'm really glad you brought up college because I feel I just know that's the biggest stressor for most of my peers right now like everyone's like oh college apps or scholarships or whatever but I've definitely like 
just talking to you like about like yeah I really want to go here but if I don't that's okay like that mindset has helped me just get through the applications and like lessened my anxiety about like oh am I gonna get in like it doesn't matter because at the end of the day we're gonna go to a school and we're gonna be successful and that's (laughs) like I don't know. It's just like this whole process. I definitely at the beginning was super anxious, like every day, like if I don't get into this school, like what am I going to do? Like, oh, my gosh. And now I'm like, it's okay, Katie. Like you can major in biochemistry. Any school you go to, you will be okay. Like you will be able to get your credits, graduate and be whatever you want to be. Like, I just have to keep telling myself that. And it works. It genuinely does. Like, I know this all sounds, like, cliche. Like, talk to yourself. Tell yourself like this. Like, it works. I promise. Like, it really does. Like, we're not trying to say it to, like, just, you know, give random advice. Like, we really are encouraging this because it does work. And we've seen it within ourselves. A lot of the advice that you receive from people, it seems super cliche and it seems super surface level, you know, like we advise you to have self-affirmating mantras that you say to yourself every day or to understand that everything will be okay and everything will turn out fine, even if it's not what you intended it to be. But that's the truth. It's cliche for a reason, right? People kept reiterating this, not just for any random old reason, but it's because it's the truth. And I can agree with what Katie said uh, previously wholeheartedly about how every time that something unfortunate has fallen upon me, every time that I thought this is the end of the world, I can't see the light out of this. This is horrible. There's no positive that will come out of this. Every time that I've undergone an experience like that. I've come out on the other end of that experience so much better as a person, so much more learned, so much more understanding, and just happier. Every time, every single time that I've gone through stress and turmoil and tribulations and thought that there was nothing good that could come out of this, there's been a world of good that came out of it. And so I think that that's a testimony to everything will be okay. You know, stop stressing about everything. Let go. I understand college apps are super important and we are not trying to negate to negate the importance of them in any way or say that you should just trick them off because they don't matter anyway. But also give your all, put your heart and soul into your application and whatever happens, happens. And that's, I think that can be extended past college applications as well with anything, any of your endeavors that you are entering into, especially as we enter the professional world and as we turn 18 and become adults. Put your heart into your projects, put your passion into your efforts and everything else, but also understand that everything's not always going to turn out the way that you want it to be. And it's not, you don't want to become fatalistic, but you also have to understand that everything will be okay. That's so cliche, but it really is the truth. Yeah, and especially right now, that mindset is important because we are in a pandemic and a lot of us are just like everyone wants this to be over like we want to be able to you know go out like just like normal go to school see people and 
that like feeling can get the best of you but being able to tell yourself this is going to be okay we're going to get out of this like I'm going to be able to see my friends at some point this isn't the end of the world and it helps it genuinely does it gets those like negative thoughts and feelings out of your system and it just like positive affirmations give you positive vibes and yeah and with that said i think that's a great note to end the episode on thank you guys so much for tuning into our teens in quarantine update about self-love self-care positivity and just seeing the light at the end of the tunnel be sure to check out our website www.fenbolden.org for more fenbolden news episode descriptions outreach links and more And be sure to check out our Instagram at Fembolden Podcast for comprehensive guides about feminism, intersectionality, and advocacy. Remember, Mondays are for Fembolden, and we see you, we hear you, we are you. You are not alone. Fembolden is a teen-led podcast where we discuss a variety of topics surrounding femininity, social activism, and adolescence. We want to encourage other young women to use their voices to call out issues within their community and on a global spectrum. We appreciate all of our support and believe that feminism should be open to all genders.